My entitled mother has invited herself on my vacation, demanding that she will be traveling with me as I travel to Japan to race in the Tokyo Marathon. But I'm now so completely stressed out over the way she's acting, and I'm now regretting even telling her about this marathon in the first place. And at this point, I seriously now don't know what to do. Here's what happened. So let me start off by saying that I've had an awful year so far. I've had scarlet fever, a major car accident, and I'm going through a divorce. So when I was selected for a place in the Tokyo Marathon next year, I honestly couldn't believe my luck, and I really feel so warm just thinking about it. So I then text my mother the good news, explaining that I got a place in the Tokyo Marathon, and immediately she started planning a trip without telling me. I spoke to her on the phone a few days later, and she spoke about hotels and flights that she had found, and I said, no worry, I'll arrange it all. I'm going to be very hotel specific the days before and the night after the marathon. After that, I'm going to travel to other regions. She went silent on the phone. She said to me, but I don't want to do that. And I was honestly so confused when she said that. I asked her what she meant and she explained how she wanted to stay in one place and not move around again. And I was so confused. I was like, what are you talking about? She then explained how she thought she would come along. I've spent the past few days explaining my initial itinerary to her, to which she just replies that she doesn't like it. I've done my best to gently convince her that I don't think this trip is for her. I explained that she hates walking. She's a picky eater. She is easily frustrated. She gets annoyed and anxious in crowds. But not just that. I honestly can't imagine leaving her alone during Marathon Day, which starts and ends in different parts of the city. I haven't been able to arrange anything because she is convinced that she's coming along. But here's the thing. I know that she won't like it. She has never expressed an interest in Japan and has even complained about Asian people, which is really an awful thing to do. I just do not want the responsibility of dealing with her outbursts and helping her regulate her emotions. I suggested we take a vacation together to Spain in the summer, and she did seem pleased with that option, but she is still very adamant that she is coming with me. It's actually making me so stressed that I don't want to go anymore, and I kind of wish that I never even told her. I don't know how to let her down gently but firmly without her being upset with me. What should I do? Honestly, you just need to be upfront with her. You need to tell her straight up you're not coming with me on this trip. This trip is my thing, it's my hobby, and I don't want to babysit you into Tokyo. Something along those lines but still being very firm and upfront would probably be very good for your mother to hear. She clearly doesn't care about any problems that are going to arise. She sounds like a very emotionally unstable person. She's going to be really frustrated easily. She's not going to want to eat any of the food there. And this is going to be a burden on you and your special event. Like seriously, think about it. You got selected to be in the Tokyo Marathon. That doesn't just happen. I'm willing to assume that you worked very hard just to snag that spot. But here comes your mother trying to ruin this chance for you. She's basically trying to take this opportunity away from you and in a roundabout way ruin your entire trip. And I don't think she means to do that. It kind of seems like her nature and the way she acts is just going to spoil the mood. And if I was in your shoes, I would not want that in the slightest. I would want to be focused on the marathon and then have time to decompress and really enjoy my time in Japan. Like, I don't even know your mom and I definitely would not want to travel with her. I mean, I would give her maybe eight hours on the plane and then I would probably expect to hear her starting to complain about literally everything. She's tired. She doesn't feel good. She doesn't want to do this or that. And you've got the right idea. Trust me, I completely understand where you're coming from. If you go to Japan, you need to be ready to follow their customs. And one of those is that you walk around pretty much everywhere. I know friends that I've talked to have basically said that you're on foot like most of the time. And if she doesn't like walking around, she's going to be miserable in Japan. And that's literally just going to be a burden on you specifically because you're going to have to be there 
there to babysit her the entire time. And I don't know about you, but if I'm going on a special trip overseas to another country, the last thing I want to do is try and babysit someone who very clearly should not be there. So if I was in your shoes, I would be completely upfront. There's no way I would want her to come along with me because that is honestly going to be an unfair burden on you. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. My husband freaks out on me over the smallest things possible, getting angry and pouty for hours on end while also refusing to talk to me in a rational matter. And after this most recent event, I'm honestly at my breaking point. And now I seriously don't know what to do. Here's what happened. So for starters, my husband and I went out to dinner and we were having a lovely time. We didn't have our phones out. We had a lovely conversation there and on the way home. But when we got home, I accidentally dropped his leftovers. He was driving, so I had my purse and his box in my hands. And I was trying to place it on the porch just to try and reorganize myself. And the box fell onto the steps. But only a little bit of food fell out. So I thought that it was fine. But he flipped out. He said to me, why did you do that? And he was pretending like accidents don't exist. I apologized profusely and I said to him, only a little bit fell out. You only lost a little bit. It really is okay. I'll put it back in the fridge. But he says to me, no, it all fell out. It's all ruined. But I doubled down. I said to him again, no, just this little bit hit the ground. That's on the steps right now, as well as this part sticking out right here. The food in question was chili. So I start to brush off the chili sticking out with my hand to just knock it off the container. But he just said, just throw it out. And even though I tried to say that it was fine, he then started screaming, throw it out. I'm not going to eat it. It's my money. I can do whatever I want. Now, dear listener, for the record, it was my money. I paid for dinner tonight and I'm currently unemployed. When he gets mad like this, he stays mad for hours. And I even tried to calm him down. I apologize, but he just said, apologies don't matter. I then asked him what I can do to make things better. But he just said that he wants me to leave him alone. So I avoided him for hours. I watered my plants. I worked on homework. And just now he was going to bed and it was five hours later. He then says to me, I'm hungry and I have nothing to eat. So I told him that he can eat my leftovers from earlier. But he said to me, I don't want your leftovers. So I then offered to go to a restaurant and get some more chili. I mean, I was thinking about doing that anyways. But he just said to me, I open up tomorrow. I can't wait for you. And I tried one last time to try and come up with some kind of solution. I said to him, look, I can go to the corner store to get some chips and a frozen dinner. But he wasn't having it. He just said to me, no, I'll just go to bed hungry. At this point, I've learned not to fight with him when he gets mad. Because whenever I criticize his actions, he blames me for spinning the blame back onto him, as well as trying to make it his fault. I grew up in a family where no one ever apologized and I hated it. He and I used to fight a lot in the beginning and I learned quickly that I also had a problem with apologizing. I learned that you can't apologize for hurting someone's feelings or reacting how you did. Apologizing is a reserve for whoever is wrong in that situation and I really think I got better. But sometimes I think maybe I went to the other extreme because I'll apologize and apologize again and nothing ever makes it better. I will grovel and beg for him to forgive me but he gets so pouty and angry and I just get frustrated like it has been hours. Usually I let him stew overnight. He goes to work angry and it will take a full 24 hours for him to apologize for how he reacted. But when I do something wrong, I don't get to mull it over for an entire day because he'll be all pouty that I got angry with him and again I have to grovel and beg for him to forgive me because I hurt his feelings. But I was frustrated 
frustrated. So I said to him, you know what? You are so stubborn. I told you that not all the chili fell out. You told me to throw it away, but if you had just let me put it in the fridge, you would have had something to eat. He then says to me, great, so it's my fault again. Honestly, everything after that was such a blur. I think I said a few more sentences and walked away. I think I tried to say that it's no one's fault, that it was just an accident, but what I do remember is that he said something about not wanting to hear excuses. So I said to him, excuses? It was just an accident. Honestly, right now I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say anymore, but I'm honestly so tired of this cycle. He just wandered into the kitchen and I hear him sniffing, which means it's time for me to beg and grovel for forgiveness because I hurt his feelings. I don't know how to prevent these outbursts. I mean, honestly, what do I do? How do I deal with this? His love language is physical touch, but he doesn't want to be touched when he's mad. Then he gets pouty and sometimes he wants a hug. Sometimes though, he doesn't. I went in to ask him if he wanted me to get something for him to eat and he just said, I just want to not be alive. And I said to him, I'm sorry for dropping your chili. I'm sorry that you're hungry. I don't know what to do to make it better, but I'm tired of going through this cycle of you getting angry for hours, me then avoiding you for hours, and then I say something that upsets you, and then you just get pouty. I don't know what else to do. He then said to me, you're talking about cycles. Just get out of my face. And he's all curled up in his blankets too, by the way. I feel like I'm always pushing my feelings aside to cater to his. And when I've said that to him before, he responds by saying, great, you're putting it back on me and it's my fault again. Everything is always my fault. I am so tired. Literally, I'm so exhausted. I want to go to bed, but he wants me to avoid him. And if I go in there, he'll leave bed to sleep on the recliner and then complain about how he didn't get a good night's sleep and how he is going to have an awful day. We always do this song and dance. Like a few years ago, we would just yell at each other and keep fighting. And it was always as we were falling asleep. So I'd be in bed trying to fall asleep, but we couldn't sleep. Not until we talk through it. Because, you know, you're not supposed to go to bed mad, but then we'll be awake until two in the morning. I have begged for him to go to therapy. I mean, I go to therapy. I've been in therapy. And I thought he was getting close to going after his father passed away, but that didn't happen. I used to write him emails when he was mad so he could read my apologies, but he never even did that. I used to talk to my mom about it, and then he'd get mad at me for talking to my mom about us. He thinks that it should be private, but therapy apparently isn't private enough because a therapist is a stranger. I really don't think there's anything left to do on my end. I feel like I've exhausted all avenues, so I'm honestly looking for advice. What can I improve on? Should I just convince him to go to therapy? Look, I love him a lot. This is the only thing that drives me crazy. This is where we're the most dysfunctional, and it doesn't happen a lot, but when it does, it's over spilled chili. Today was my breaking point. I have to get people involved, because at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Okay, first and foremost, your husband sounds like a basket case. He does not sound like a good person in the slightest. He is straight up guilt-tripping you, and trying to make it seem like all of his problems, and the way he's reacting to things, is somehow your fault. Mind you, this is a 31-year-old man. He absolutely should be in more control of his emotions. This man freaked out over spilled chili. Like, dude, are you kidding me right now? Chili is not that important. Like, seriously, why would you get that upset at your wife for dropping it? Is it really that big of a deal to treat her like garbage and start blowing up on her? I mean, talk about the overreaction of the century. And also, this guy's trying to play this guilt-tripping pity party garbage by basically pushing all this guilt on you and forcing you to grovel and beg as if you did anything wrong. But honestly, throughout this entire thing, I really have not seen anything that you've done that would be considered wrong. You have been forced to skate around this guy's weird emotions, as well as his outbursts that basically make him look like a toddler. Like, seriously, he's curled up in his blankets, pouting and super angry that you hurt his
his feelings. Meanwhile, he's screaming at you over spilled chili. Like, this guy's a massive hypocrite. But you know what? When it really comes down to it, I'm not sure if there really is anything you can do to try and make him change his ways or treat you better. Like, his behavior is so irrational. He's acting like a manipulative bully while also simultaneously pretending to be a toddler. I can only imagine living in that kind of situation. It has to be exhausting. Every single day of your life, you're walking on eggshells, constantly apologizing, while also being mentally messed with by a man who can't control his emotions. So hopefully some kind of solution comes together because the way you've been treated by your husband is so inappropriate and you absolutely do not deserve this in the slightest. Am I the jerk for not giving a family engagement ring to my stepsister who ended up getting engaged before I did? Here's what happened. So for starters, when my dad proposed to my mom, my paternal grandparents, also known as my dad's parents, gave him a ring from their family to propose to mom with. My grandparents adored my mom and saw her as a daughter, especially since they had four boys and they wanted to welcome her into the family with the ring. She absolutely treasured it and before she passed away, she and they had discussed my grandparents keeping it safe for me. After my mom passed away, my dad remarried. His second wife was upset that she wasn't offered the ring like my mom was. My grandparents explained it was being kept safe for me as the last owner had wanted her only child, also known as me, to have it when she was ready. My dad's wife came into the marriage with a daughter, just like dad had done with me. I was nine and she was seven. But fast forward to present day and I am 22 years old and she is 20. My stepsister got engaged a few weeks ago. Her boyfriend proposed without a ring because he wanted her to pick one out. So she decided to ask my dad if she could have the family engagement ring. He asked my grandparents and they flat out said no. His wife told my grandparents that it might not be me, but the ring would still be going to their granddaughter. But they said it was not going to the granddaughter it was intended for and that my stepsister was not my mom's daughter. Therefore, she would not be entitled to it and my mom would have hated to see it go to my stepsister. When speaking to my grandparents failed, my dad and his wife came to me. My stepsister was upset that they didn't overrule what my mom wanted. She has some abandonment issues all because her dad abandoned her. Neither side of her biological family want her and my grandparents and uncles are the only extended family she ever had but she always felt like they favored me because of how much they love my mom and how often they spoke about her and about us, namely my mom and I. Them turning her down really got her down. So my dad and his wife wanted me to make it up to her and wanted me to take the ring and then give it to her. My dad said it would mean so much to my stepsister and while it would mean I don't get that ring, I could still get another ring and it would make another family member very happy. His wife said they both had lived in my mom's shadow from day one and this could be a time where they are not treated as secondary to my mom. She said her daughter always adored me and never saw me as a stepsister and it hurt her that I never saw her as a sister. She said I could do this and make her feel loved like she deserves. I did end up refusing to give my stepsister the ring and my dad and his wife told me that I was being selfish. So I've gotta know, am I the jerk in this situation for not giving a family engagement ring to my stepsister who got engaged before me? What should I do? Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.
I really do not think that you're the jerk here. Like, why is the stepmom and the stepsister so invested in getting that ring? Like, wouldn't they want the ring to somehow be connected to you? I mean, this doesn't even belong to either of them. It's almost like they're seeing this as some kind of opportunity to try and get ahead and be like, oh, wow, we're not second class citizens anymore. Which, by the way, I'm very hard pressed to even believe that for a second. This is probably one of those situations where they think this is the truth in their head. But in reality, no one's ever treated them that way. And their own insecurity are being projected on everybody else. I'm also willing to bet that nobody's been rude to them in any kind of way. It probably got to them that everybody really adored this original poster's mother and they really speak highly of her and have tried to keep her memory alive. And honestly, if I was a grandparent in this situation, I probably would do the same thing. Like, why wouldn't I try and keep their memory alive? And also, why would I not try and keep the ring and give it to the actual daughter who's supposed to get it? Like, in my opinion, the original poster made the correct decision. Keep the ring for yourself and let your stepsister and your stepmom start a new tradition. Why should you have to give up yours just because they're jealous? And that's honestly all this seems like. It seems like it's just a bunch of sour grapes trying to stomp on something your mother wanted to give you. So no, I don't think you're the jerk at all. I think you did the right thing by turning them down. And honestly, if they have a problem with that, that is literally their problem and not yours. My 11 roommates went on a weekend vacation without me. And now I seriously don't know what to do. So basically, up to a month ago, I was living with my parents for undergraduate studies at a college near my home. Because of my lack of a social life that was kind of making me feel low, I decided to move to the capital of my country for graduate studies. I found online a room that was for rent, and it was near the college with 11 other roommates. There were three girls and eight boys. Even if it was really expensive, I instantly chose this one, because in my head, it would be a great introduction to this new city, especially with all of these new people. Well, long story short, we did get along well, but the thing is is that they've known each other for years because they all went to high school together and that includes literally everybody in the house. So there wasn't this process of getting to know everyone in like a week or even a day. They were like, oh, you're the new guy. And then they just went about with their stuff. Sometimes I eat with them and sometimes I grab lunch outside. They've been using this game console in the living room for like three years and the console in question is the Wii. So I brought my Nintendo Switch and bought a couple of multiplayer games to enjoy together. Even though I usually mostly play single player games. They party most of the nights in the apartment and bring other people. And honestly, it doesn't bother me because I have sound reduction headphones on, so I hear almost nothing. I partied a bit. It was kind of cool, but I told them that I won't be able to do that every day because, well, I need to focus on my schooling and I like to have private, not drunk times as well. Last week, when a bunch of us were in the living room, they were talking about going on a weekend at a house that they would rent. It was mostly a discussion between them and I just kind of listened. And one guy asked me if I wanted to join. I said, yeah, of course, that would be great. Well, the week goes by and they talk about it sometimes. But this Friday, my last class finished at 4 p.m. And then when I went back to the apartment, nobody was there. I thought they must still have classes or something like that. So I decided that I'll use this remaining time to see if I didn't forget anything in my suitcase that I packed for the weekend. The hours go by and then I saw text messages and pictures in the group chat being sent, which were mostly about them at the house taking selfies. I sat for a couple of minutes on my bed. Then I muted the notifications of the group chat. I unpacked my stuff and I just went to bed. I spent the weekend doing my stuff, walking in the park nearby and studying for a little bit. I think they will be back today at midnight, but I'm really not sure about how to react to this. It's not like I'm deeply heartbroken or anything like that. It has been only three weeks since college started. They're not my best friends or anything like that, but I do feel a bit sad. I mean, should I say something like, hey, how was your weekend? 
weekend you asked me to join in on. But in the end, you know, you just left without me and barely even noticed it. I honestly just need to write this somewhere because at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Personally, I would not get bent out of shape over this. You said it yourself. You have only known these people for what, three weeks? Like these people have known each other for a very long time. You literally are the odd man out. You don't know the group dynamics very well. You don't know them very well. I mean, sure, they forgot you, but also you weren't very proactive about confirming any plans. Like, why wouldn't you communicate more and be like, hey, just wanted to check in. Where is this place that we're going to over the weekend? And then you can like snag the details and be there for when it happens. I don't know. It kind of seems like you had one conversation with them and then you didn't follow up about it at all for the rest of the week. And sure, don't get me wrong. What they did is awful and they really did leave you behind. But in my opinion, you were way too passive about this. You just let it slip by and you didn't even do anything about it leading up to the event. So truly, the next time you want to be involved in something, I think you need to be more proactive. Because honestly, people are not going to carry you along if you don't make the effort yourself. But overall, I'm really sorry that this happened and hopefully you can find some better friends in the future. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.